right, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Renegade EDC podcast. My name is Chris, and I am going to be your host for yet another episode. So, uh, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about uh, the meaning of EDC, what EDC is, what my EDC is, and uh, what some of these items may mean uh, to the various people in the community. So, let's just start off right at the top as to what is EDC. EDC stands for Everyday Carry, and that can uh, mean a large list of things. Um, EDC could be from something as simple as just having a wallet in your pocket every single day to having 30, 40, 50 plus items on your person all the time, really being that um, <laughs> that ready for anything kind of MacGyver inspector gadget type of individual. Uh, so one of the, um, one of the prominent people in the EDC community, of course, is Taylor Martin of Best Damn EDC. And I remember watching his his EDC video uh, quite a long time ago, and one, one line that really stuck out to me uh, that I got a little bit of a chuckle out of uh, was one of the things that he talked about is uh, EDC is kind of like show and tell for adults. And that couldn't be a truer statement in the EDC community nowadays where we're we're always buying the the next best thing we're trying to get that grail knife we're taking you know awesome pictures of it posting it on Instagram looking for those likes those follows those comments you know we we want to kind of uh, illustrate our carry to the world which really comes into the the next best part about EDC other than the actual carrying of it uh, itself is the the tribe uh, that we have built in this EDC realm. So I have I have a number of uh, chat groups that I'm in on Instagrams and Discords and and Reddit sub forums, uh, where quite literally you have groups of people, men and women, um, talking about the things that are in their pockets, what they use them for, why they use them, uh, what companies they like, what company messages they like. There is such a um, an exchange of ideas and knowledge that just goes through the entire EDC community that is that is absolutely fantastic. So not only do you have the the items that are in your pocket, but you also have companionships. You have you have friendships. You have uh, acquaintances that you're you're meeting, you're talking to on a daily basis. Um, I talk to I, probably twenty to thirty people. A day. Some of them that I talk to every day, some of them that might talk to once a week, some of them are complete strangers. And I've just, you know, I posted a picture of a knife and, and, a, and a conversation strikes up with somebody that might be from, from Finland or Denmark or Australia, um, Japan. You know, there are people all over the world that are enjoying this same, same thing. And this whole EDC idea has really brought uh, a lot of people in the world together, which is, which is just absolutely fantastic. So now that we have kind of given just a a minor definition of what EDC is, um, let's highlight the fact that EDC is different for for everybody. So I I very briefly messaged that, um, mentioned that, you know, EDC could be anybody from, 
you know, someone that carries one item on it on a every single day basis, a wallet, uh, a pin, you know, whatever it might be to somebody that carries pockets full of items, which is, you know, a person like myself, I carry a lot of items uh, on a daily basis. There's, there's no real differentiation between those two people in the EDC community, other than the amount of things or what they carry. They're both still people that, you know, probably enjoy the, the companionship and the camaraderie that comes with with everything, but one person has one item that they need every day, and another person has a bunch of them. Uh, so there's there's such a, a a different amount of people in in the entire sphere or realm of, of EDC, which another thing keeps you on your toes. You you never know what somebody's going to have uh, in your in your pocket. Um, so. Let's get into my uh, EDC and my opinion on some of these items that I carry, why I carry them, why they're important to me. And, you know, like I said, my, my EDC might be a little bit different from, from everybody else's. And, you know, maybe some of these talking points that I bring up today will kind of uh, get you on, on the path to maybe even adding some, some things, you know, that you, uh, you didn't really know that you needed at this point in time. Uh, so uh, my EDC really boils down to things that I need on a pretty regular basis. So as discussed in the uh, in a previous episode, I am a building inspector. So I'm, I'm constantly in and out of homes. I'm opening things up. I'm using tools all the time. So not included in this list is my work bag. And my work bag has I probably... 80 to 90 items in it alone. And technically, it probably could be my everyday carry because it is with me every day. Um, but I'm not including that. It's, it's mainly the things that are, that are on my person or in, uh, in my briefcase, you know, those kind of things that are, that are in my general vicinity all the time. So uh, let's start off right at the top with the, the most common item I would say in most everyone's EDC is a knife. Um, I don't have one knife that I carry every single day. I have a plethora of knives because myself, much like everyone else, I can't decide on one singular knife to carry. There are so many fantastic makers out there that uh, I can't seclude myself to carrying just one knife. Uh, you have makers out there like uh, Ramon Chavez who's making some some fantastic, beefy uh, hard hitting knives, you know, the kind of thing that if you wanted to, to take it in the woods and, you know, put your life on it, uh, that knife could, could take every lick that you could put out and, uh, and continue on uh, a couple of other names, uh, just to drop in there, Vero engineering, uh, his impulse, uh, is the, is the only knife, uh, from his that I have. Uh, and I'm, I'm so looking forward to, to the other ones to come out. And for me to get my hands on them, but that impulse is a tank as well. Uh, probably uh, we're going to be going into my top ten list here as the as the year rounds out. But spoiler alert: uh, the the impulse is my my number one knife by far, hands down. Uh, the the next person in line is is a good ways behind. Uh, that knife is phenomenally fun. Uh, to fidget with, flick around. It is gorgeous. And another spoiler alert, I had some modding dud on mine. Uh, it should arrive in the mail tomorrow, so some pictures will be going up on Instagram of that. I'm so excited to have that thing back in my hand after almost a week uh, being out of my pocket. Um, 
Chris Reeves knives. Uh, Chris Reeve knives is is another one. I have a uh, Sabenza twenty one with uh, inlaid micarta. Absolutely love that knife as well. Ferrum Forge uh, ProTech uh, makes some fantastic things. I've had a Microtech sigil for almost four years now, and that that thing's yet another tank. Um, all the knives in my uh, top ten list that we will be going over. Those are all knives that I would stake my life on. You know, they're the kind of knife where if I needed it in a life or death situation, I could depend on it to do the job that I need it to do. So not saying that my life's ever going to be in, in danger because I live a pretty <laughs> a, uh, a pretty mundane life with just working and being at home. But um, if, if I needed a knife, I know that those ones are all, all solid, solid p- picks. Moving on from the knife, I always, always, 100% of the time, have a flashlight on my person. Uh, currently, Olight is the is the light company that is dominating my pocket time. They just make a, a very cost-efficient, durable, and, and good-use knife. Really easy to charge with their, with their magnetic connection. And uh, just super functional for, for the work that I do. Um, main main Olight that I'm using right now is the Seeker 2 Pro, uh, and I keep it in uh, keep it in my truck to charge and uh, carry it in my pocket all day. And I use a flashlight probably about I don't know six six to eight hours, maybe even sometimes ten hours a day. I use a flashlight quite a lot, so flashlights always in my pocket. Uh, ink pin. Ink pen is another must-have item. Uh, I carry a notebook with me uh, all the time as well, which we will get to uh, later on. But I love carrying my own own pen. If if I go to the bank to do a deposit, I like being able to write with my writing utensil. Uh, I don't like having to pick up something that you know a thousand other people have held. Some snot-nosed kid has gotten their snot all over it, or chewed on it, or you know who knows. Not a germaphobe at all, but some people can be pretty gross with uh, public utensils. So always have an ink pen on my person. Uh, the current ink pen uh, that I have and really adore is uh, handmade by uh, someone in the Instagram community, uh, Tanner and Scribe. Uh, I will be uh, making a post on my Instagram showing uh, the majority of my EDC items, and I'm going to link uh, all of the people that have some of my favorite things. So you'll see mentions in that post of of all those people that I really, really enjoy. Uh, and and Tanner and Scribe is, is one of those, makes really some fantastic stuff. A... Uh, moving on to another item, another Vero uh, production is the uh, Vero pry bar, the Fulcrum. So a pry bar is extremely important to me. I use it as a flathead screwdriver. Uh, I use it to pry open uh, inspection panels, electric panels, furnace panels, you know, all kinds of things, uh, attic access hatches, crawl space attics, or crawl space accesses. Um, it, it gets used every single day. I beat the tarnation out of that thing. And it keeps on ticking. And the the Vero Fulcrum is really a, a fantastic tool because it also has the bit storage. So typically in my bits, uh, I carry uh, two of the um, uh, the the T uh, T six and T eight. I believe is what I carry. 
uh, in that. And, you know, if my, if my knife pivot loosens up, I need to tighten it up. A scale screw starts coming out, anything like that. Uh, I have those bits there. And then I have the, the pry bar on top of that to use for any of those kind of work or business kind of services, uh, that need to be done. Um, handkerchief. So a little bit of a bias here. Uh, of course I make handkerchiefs and the majority of the handkerchiefs that I carry are, uh, my own. And I, I've actually gotten a, a lot of questions about, well, why exactly do you carry a handkerchief? Like the, are you helping a damsel in distress? Are you giving it to a girl when she cries? Like it's not a Disney movie guy. Like Come on. Uh, but in all honesty, a, a handkerchief has a phenomenal amount of uses. And especially with uh, a lot of the, the makers that are out there now, myself included, uh, we have a material face that has, you know, the designs, the kind of wow factor, that photo factor, something that you can post to Instagram. It looks really fantastic. It fits our personalities. Uh, but on the back, it has a... Um, uh, obstetician's grade microfiber. So you can use it on your eyeglasses. I wear glasses uh, daily. They're always getting dirty because I'm in dusty, dirty um, homes and basements and crawl spaces and attics. I always need to be cleaning my glasses. Uh, But a lot of us are photographers. A lot of us have a cell phone, a watch, an Apple watch, an iPad. There are all kinds of electronics and screens. And a lot of those screens are prone to scratches. So you don't want to use just everything or anything uh, to clean them off. So a, a microfiber cloth is is a great thing to have in your pocket. With a handkerchief, not only do you have the microfiber, but you also have that face fabric. So you can fold that handkerchief over with the microfiber inside. That microfiber stays clean uh, and dry and without all the dirt and particles on it. And you have the other side of the fabric to do anything else that you want to with. You need to blow your nose. You need to wipe something off. You need to use it as a napkin. You need to wipe off your knife blade. Your uh, knife blade, any of those things are optional with with a handkerchief. And, I mean, handkerchiefs have been around for what seems like literally ever. Um, You know, napkins, sachets, facial tissue, um, entomacusseur, dudo. There, There are... Um, there are a ton of different names for them in all kinds of different countries and they have been used for an immense amount of time. So it's, it's extremely cool to see those coming back. Um, me being kind of an old soul, I've always carried a handkerchief, you know, something like what I make now, or even just the simple, like red paisley material that you would buy a 10 pack at Walmart for a few dollars. Uh, that's what I originally started out with. Uh, but handkerchief, Super useful item in my carry. Uh, Also, always carry a leather wallet. Uh, I like leather wallets more than anything else. I love to see uh, how they change and how they morph and the... um, the kind of heritage quality that they get. So, you know, you buy something really nice quality that's going to last and last and last. And the the particular one that I'm carrying now is made by a gentleman by the name of Ross. Uh, and he his company is Anchor Heritage. Again, I'll link to that in the in the Instagram post. Uh, he makes a fantastic set uh, of wallets, all kinds of different wallets, all fantastically named. Uh, the particular one that I carry is the Hemingway, uh, of course, named after Ernest Hemingway, the author. Uh, it fits every purpose that I have. I have two of them, and uh, uh, spoiler alert, I will probably be picking up more 
of those in the future. I absolutely love them. Uh, and I love Ross's stuff uh, over there at Anchor Heritage. So definitely look him up if you're in the in need of any kind of leather items. Uh, another one. So this is yet another talking point because I get a ton of questions about challenge coins on on Instagram and other social media platforms. So uh, I carry a challenge coin every single day. Uh, challenge coin to me is, again, not only a... Uh, a thing to fidget with or a bit of pocket jewelry to to show my personality a little bit. But a challenge coin is is also a reminder uh, to to think a certain way, to do a certain thing, uh, to keep you on track. And the the challenge coin is deep rooted in history as well. Um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how far back it goes, but I know that even in, in the Roman times that the, the Roman Empire used to award soldiers uh, by presenting them with a type of coin with different things emblazoned on it to recognize something that they did. Kind of like receiving the Medal of Honor today, a coin, a particular coin, uh, would, would note those achievements even U.S. presidents have um, have issued coins, uh, even to our our most recent president here, uh, Donald Trump. So, uh, some presidents of note uh, to to have that done are uh, Bill Clinton, uh, who actually displayed a rack of challenge coins in the uh, in the Oval Office in the credenza behind uh, behind his desk in the Oval Office. Uh, George W. Bush received a challenge coin from a Marine Combat Patrol. Um, during his, um, oh, what base was it? Um, Al-Assad. I believe it was Al-Assad um, Air Base. I think that was in like 2000, 2005 or 2006 that he, he went there. Uh, President Obama, uh, he, he gave challenge coins to service members uh, as a memorial token. Um to, to leave at graves. And then, of course, President Trump, uh, being one of the few presidents to break uh, the tradition, he did not put the presidential seal uh, on, the, on the coin that he produced. And um, he actually, um, I believe, did the e pluribus unum and then did uh, 13... Um, oh, I'm sorry. He left that off of the coin and he, uh, he put his campaign slogan, which was Make America uh, Great Again. Uh, which appeared on, I think, both sides of that coin. So a lot of presidents have done it. A lot of empires and regimes have done it in the past as well. The challenge coin has uh, has a lot of meaning. Moving on to the particular meaning that I have uh, with them, um, uh, a coin that I carried just just yesterday. So today I had the, the 1776 coin uh, that was produced by a lot of members of the community. It's one of my favorite coins to carry just because a lot of the, a lot of the friends I have in this community had a hand in, uh, in making it, producing it, uh, making the leather for it. So it's, it's a fantastic attestament to their work and uh, their, their drive to, to be involved in the EDC community. Uh, but the the other coin is is one that I've had, oh goodness, since since my teenage years, probably at least 15, 20 years I've had this coin. Uh, and it has a eagle on the front and it says men of God. And then it has the uh, the verses Isaiah 40 at 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount 
up with wings as eagles. Um, and this coin, this coin is is a reminder to to stay strong in difficult times. So anytime that I have some kind of a, a difficult life thing uh, going on, uh, this is a coin that I will throw in my pocket. Sometimes bring it out and fidget with it. I'll see that verse. I'll see the eagle, um, and it, it just reminds me to to keep that strength, to keep that resolve, to keep pushing for for whatever I'm pushing for at that moment in time. Uh, so that's the, that's a that's the challenge coin. Some of its background and its meaning uh, to me. Getting on the lighter side uh, of the EDC, things that you know may not be rooted in uh, much meaning, but just have kind of a utilitarian aspect. I also carry a key organizer, something to keep my keys from jingling in my pockets all the time, keep them organized and um, stationary. I don't like things moving around in my pockets and making me uncomfortable. I always carry a lighter or some kind of fire starting device. Uh, typically, I carry a brass Zippo just because I love, again, fidgeting with things. Uh, if I'm not fidgeting with my knife, if I'm not fidgeting with a coin, I've got a lighter, I've got a pen, I've got magnetic items in my pocket. There's, there's always something to occupy my ADHD um, in there. Uh, always have a fire starter. Uh, I also carry something called last swab. So many people probably use um, cotton swabs for your ears to clean your ears out or, you know, Women use them to remove makeup and all kinds of different things. Um, the last swab is a silicone version of that, and I carry it with me on a daily basis, again, because I'm in a lot of dirty and nasty places. I might get spider webs in my ears or dust or dirt or sawdust. There's all kinds of things that could get in my ear, and I use that last swab because it kind of has a, uh, a nodule sticky end to it. So instead of ramming something down in my ear, I can get it, you know, I can remove it, I can get it out, I can get it clean. Uh, so that is always with me. Another super important item for me is a reusable beverage container. So I carry a couple of Yetis with me on a daily basis. I carry a uh, large Yeti thermos, and then I carry a, a kind of smaller Yeti cup, which I am actually drinking tea out of uh, right now. Uh, I always think it's important to have some kind of a um, a drink container with you. So uh, I have nothing against perishable items. I'm, it's not about that at all. But I like having something that's mine, uh, something that I can bla- emblazon with my personality. My Yeti thermos is absolutely covered with stickers of products and people uh, that I enjoy supporting. Um, but I also know that it's clean. Uh, it didn't have mice running over it in some warehouse somewhere. Uh, and it, it's mine. So I like to carry it. <coughs> Okay, um, another one that I got questions about here uh, recently, uh, I talked about this in a group where we were going through our EDC, and I had mentioned ranger bands. So ranger bands are basically just like really tough rubber bands, uh, long-lasting, really nice, really strong. I normally carry uh, three to four of them on my person. I have a pack of them in my go bag in my truck. I've got them wrapped around the shifter in my truck. They're everywhere. Uh, and they have a multitude of, of uses uh, from super simple things, like if, if a client pays me in cash and I don't have enough room in my wallet, I'll just whip out a Ranger band, band it to my wallet, keeps it all stationary again, not moving, not uh, not worrying about it falling out of my pocket. Um, I've used it to band lights 
to my tripod when I'm taking photos of something. Say I need an odd angle on a on a light, I'll take one of my little mini aperture lights, and I will ranger band it to the uh, one of the legs on the tripod or the stem of the tripod. Ton of different uses for them. Really cheap, really easy to carry, so it's not a not a big deal, um, and very very useful. Um, a multi tool. I carry two multi tools on a daily basis. Both of them Gerber. Uh, Gerber. Uh, I carry a uh, Gerber Wave, and I believe the other one is a Wave. Uh, um, sorry, not a Wave. I can't remember the name of it right now, but doesn't matter. Uh, I carry two Gerber multi tools, uh, one in a leather sheath normally on my belt, and the other one is either in my truck or in my Filson bag, which is uh, a recently acquired EDC item that I'm still kind of getting used to. Uh, multi tools just super nice. You have all kinds of different tools that might uh, might be useful: pliers, screwdrivers, extra knife, saw, file, all kinds of things there. Uh, and I I use mine on a pretty pretty regular basis. Um, ooh, last item in the in the main category is a wristwatch. Uh, so wristwatch has been a relatively recent addition to. Uh, to my EDC addiction, uh, but it's been one that I've enjoyed more than I anticipated. I'm not a jewelry guy. I actually have a tattoo on my ring finger in place of a wedding band just because I don't like wearing jewelry, but uh, I've really, really gotten into mechanical watches. So currently I am wearing an Omega Seamaster, which uh, I obtained via trade uh, with an, an EDC uh, community member and friend. Um, Having a mechanical watch on your wrist is kind of like the the same thing as the as the challenge coin. So it kind of roots a mentality. You're looking at something that was expertly designed, expertly assembled, absolutely gorgeous, and it is a really intricate and fine-tuned piece of equipment. Uh, sometimes I'll find myself just sitting in kind of a contemplative state, and I'll take a look at my my watch and I'll just watch the second hand move and you can see it just rhythmically moving around the, the clock, you know, the, the five, 10, 15. And it, it just kind of adds this metronome quality to your thinking. So say if you're sporadic again, an ADHD moment, I kind of have different trains of thought that go through my head faster than I can process the information sometimes. You know, it's like your brain going too fast for your mouth and you stumble over your words, which you'll hear me do often in the podcast because that's exactly what's happening. My brain's just popping off these ideas and my mouth can't talk about them fast enough. Uh, but taking that moment to look at the the watch kind of roots me in that that metronome quality. You know, that, that clock, that second is a second, period. It, it doesn't change because of a thought pattern. It doesn't change by what's going on around you. A second is a second. A minute is a minute. It is finite. Time is finite. And with my busy lifestyle, I don't find a lot of time to do a podcast, to, to sit and read. Those are all things that I aspire to, to set aside the time to do, and not often does it actually happen. Uh, looking at that watch kind of just roots me in that calmer thinking, that melodic rhythm, and really helps to to calm whatever is is boiling through 
my day-to-day life. So watch is is a fantastic thing. If you're into watches, you know that it is the Alice in Wonderland hole that just never ends. You, you always want a new watch. You always want a different watch. You want to learn everything about them. Uh, it, it's an endless thing. And if you're not into watches and you're considering it, bear that in mind. Uh, but the other thing, I guess the last thing uh, with watches is watches are, uh, forgive the pun, timeless. You you look at a lot of people, a lot of well-known people in, in the world nowadays, and I'm, I'm just going to say uh, Kevin O'Leary just because he's one of the most recent people that I've watched in a video where he's talking about the the building of wealth through through watches. So I'll uh, take, for example, I have a Seiko Ripley, uh, which is a, I believe, a 1980s watch that was featured in the movie Aliens. Um, Ripley, the female protagonist in the movie, uh, wore it. Uh, That's a watch that did not cost hardly anything when it came out. But now it is gone up in value like four or five hundred percent and continues to go up in value because it's not something it's being remade, especially if you have one of the originals like I do. Uh, that's something that I can I can wear, I can take care of, I can enjoy, I can use it as a talking point with other people, but I can also generate future wealth or the possibility of future wealth with that watch. And a few of the watches that I have in my collection are are kind of like that. Uh, I have the, the Seiko Ripley. I have the original Seiko um, Cocktail Time. I have this, uh, this Omega Seamaster, which uh, they technically t- typically will, will go up in value. Um, and then I've got a few, few other ones uh, that I won't mention at this, this point in time. But watches are a good way to... Either generate something that you can pass to to a child. So with my with my son uh, getting older every day, I'm I'm starting to think more about what kind of sentimental items could I get a lifetime of enjoyment out of, but yet still pass to him and possibly give him a lifetime of enjoyment out of it as well. And a watch is one of those items. A a well maintained watch could could bypass generations. You know, I could wear this Omega for a lifetime and keep it maintained, keep it serviced and pass it on to my son. And then he could wear it for a lifetime and keep it serviced and keep it maintained and possibly pass it on to, to his son. Uh, they're, they're a generational item that can, that can really tie each succeeding generation together. So phenomenal, uh, generational heritage there, day-to-day usage. Um, I use mine all the time for for checking time, keeping time. Uh, I use a lot of my dive watches when I'm when I'm smoking food. So I'll be I'll be cooking a brisket uh, tomorrow night, and when I put that on, I'm going to rotate my dial, and uh, I'll know when it's ready to to take off, when it's ready to transition into the next phase, when it's time to check the temperature. Uh, I'll use my watch for all that. So really fantastic item uh, with a watch. And then uh, one item in my day-to-day carry that I'm not going to go over a whole lot just because, um, 
not everybody agrees with it and it can spark some contention. So we're just going to mention it. Uh, I do carry a, a firearm on a daily basis. So I have my, my license to carry. Um, in the real estate industry, there are a lot of times where I'll be at a home alone. I'll be at a home uh, with a, a female agent. Um, some areas aren't the nicest. Some people aren't wanting to sell their home. There are all kinds of issues that can come up. So a firearm is on my person pretty much every day, all day, uh, all the time. Um, and that's that. Um, moving on to some electronic items. So electronic items I didn't include in the in the first batch because the first batch is kind of um, more sentimental, more individualistic, whereas as we get into electronics, we, we kind of lose the diversity and just about everybody has the same thing. So in electronics, uh, really only two things come to mind, and that's uh, Apple AirPod Pros. I uh, love having headphones. I listen to audiobooks and podcasts all day long as I'm doing work just to kind of kind of break up the monotony of looking for problems in homes. Uh, and then I've got my iPhone. Uh, I've got the iPhone 12 Pro Max. And uh, of course, much like everybody else, my phone is on my person all the time. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, moving on to the new item in the in the EDC lineup, and that is the Filson briefcase. Uh, so much like a lot of the items in my my EDC collection, I love to barter. Uh, all the time, my wife's asking me like, "Well, how did you get that? When did you get this? What? Why did you buy that?" Uh, and my my answer all the time um, is is I traded for it. I traded this. I traded that. Um, I love bartering for things, which is, it's fantastic. There's a lot of people in the EDC community that are like that. Uh, so I, I can really enjoy myself bartering and trading and generating those relationships. But uh, the Filson brief, Briefcase, uh, newest edition, uh, I've been using it for a few days, and it has definitely changed uh, my EDC game up quite a bit. Uh, of course, I can carry a lot more items. Uh, typically, the... The storage hub for my EDC items is my truck console. So um, dash console, center console, um, glove compartment. That's what I wrote. Glove compartment, center console. Those are normally where all of my EDC items uh, rest when they're not in my pockets. But now I've been able to diversify a little bit and add some items into uh, that Filson bag. So uh, with the pins, I carry a couple of extra pins in the bag. I carry a leather-bound notebook. I carry my iPad Pro. Um, I carry a wad of business cards because you never know when you're going to see somebody. Um, you know, I'll I listen to everything that goes on around me, and a number of times I've had business cards in my pocket, and I'll hear somebody mention like, "Hey, so and so is looking for a home," and I'll just say, "Hey." I'd, I wasn't listening on your conversation, but I overheard you're looking for a home. If you need a home inspector, here's my business card. And that's that's generated a phenomenal amount of business for me over the years. So always have business cards, uh, extra handkerchiefs. So unlike a lot of people, I do use everything in my pockets. My knives get used and used hard. Uh, my pry bars get used, pens get used, literally everything gets used and the handkerchief is not an exception to that. I will blow my nose on it. I will wipe up stuff, stain it, um, cut it, all kinds of things happen to handkerchiefs. Uh, so I might not have the same one in my pocket all day. I may need to swap it out for one that's clean. 
So I carry a few extra handkerchiefs in that bag. I uh, carry a couple of extra flashlights because, again, I use my flashlight all day. So if I have a really intensive inspection, the battery may go dead in that flashlight. I may need a backup. Backup battery, backup light, one of the two. I've got it covered. Uh, and then I carry various other things. I've got a bunch of licenses that I need to keep uh, on hand at all times. I put my receipts in there. I put any kind of paperwork from the day uh, in that bag. And it, it's really started to be quite a phenomenal addition to uh, to my EDC day-to-day usage. And with the bag and the few things that are in it, which will be ever-changing... Um, that really ends my EDC. Um, so let's, let's close this, this episode off. So we, we've talked about how, uh, EDC is different for, for everybody. It's kind of like our own individual fingerprint. You know, we each have our own, some of us, that fingerprint is ever changing because we don't actually carry the same thing every day. We just like to carry things. We've gone over uh, some of my EDC items and some of the meaning behind them. Um, <clears throat> this is where I'd really like to to, to start a conversation uh, with some people. So uh, Instagram is, at this point in time, uh, the best place for these conversations to to happen. So I welcome anybody to to pop into the DMs uh, of of my Instagram. And if you have questions about anything that I talked about, you know, like maybe you want to get into carrying one of these items and you're looking for for makers. I've got a long list of them that I would love to to recommend to you. Maybe you'd like some elaboration on why I carry something or why I use it, how I use it, uh, anything like that. I am more than happy to get into that conversation and welcome it. Um, I absolutely adore having conversations with people about just really anything. If I can, if I can generate a relationship and uh, connect with someone on any level, especially with the EDC community, I am always happy to do it. So until the the website gets going, um, the uh, Renegade EDC Instagram, which is at Renegade period EDC, uh, will be the best place to have this conversation. Uh, and just after this podcast goes live, I will be making a post on my Instagram, um, just showing kind of a, a perspective of some of those EDC items that I keep in my pocket and uh, why. So this has been episode two. Uh, what is EDC? Uh, tune in for the next episode. Uh, where we're going to start going through my top 10 list of knives. Uh, So I am hoping to finish that list before the end of the year. Uh, What I'm going to do is the first episode is going to be talking about numbers uh, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. So it'll be the last five uh, in the, the bottom five. And then uh, each of the top five will probably have its own episode. So going to be a lot of episodes coming out for that. They'll probably be on the shorter side um, and may have some guests coming in to to talk about a few of those select brands as well. So really appreciate you guys taking the last 38 minutes to uh, listen to me rant and rave about EDC and what it is to me. Uh, Hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend, and I look forward to you joining in on the next one.